Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome to Saints Radio. This is your old pal coming to you from the radio ranch of the Father's Church in Dallas, Texas. Just riding the range with the Lord down here in a sunny day in Texas. Of course, every day is a sunny day in Texas. Even this past Sunday, when we were supposed to have a uh, the snowstorm of snowstorms, they predicted it for weeks in advance. And it did snow, but it was similar to the snow that regularly fell when I was a little kid. It was just kind of wet snow, and it hit the ground and watered. I understand that to the south and to the west, they did get some accumulation, but once again, we were spared. So, every day is a sunny day in Texas, and we're just really happy to be able to reach out and spend this time together with our Saints family. Thanks for tuning in. I have a noticeable um, absence here in the booth with me, and that is that Monica is not able to be with us today. We would um, sincerely elicit your prayers for her and for Olivia as they are not feeling well. And we need to believe that God is raising them up and strengthening them even now. And that as Les is serving as the caretaker there, that he would be preserved as well. So please lift them up in prayer and those of you who have the wherewithal to reach out and express your love and concern, you can certainly do that. And that's all I'm going to say because as the well-known person in our church says, it's their story to tell. I'm just reporting the headline. Oh my goodness, lots of things happening in the, in the, the realm and in the, the natural and I feel that today <clears throat> God is continuing to remind us as saints as to what our real mission is on this earth. We are in this world. We're not of this world. And if you have been paying any attention at all, to the things that are transpiring around us, you will recognize that our enemy is uh, warming up his machinery in order for the fulfillment of what is prophesied in the eschatological passages of Scripture to be fulfilled. It is very easy for us as Americans to become livid with a lot of the things we see because we recognize that um, <laughs> we recognize that there are a lot of lies that the prince of the power of the air is putting out there and they're readily being believed by otherwise intelligent people but we as saints need to view things 
from a pneumaticos perspective, how are we being prepared to serve as saints in these end days? What do we see our enemy maneuvering to do that fulfills Scripture? And how can we listen to the Spirit in preparing ourselves and positioning ourselves for what is not only coming, it's, it's being unloaded off the truck right now. I am praying for the Lord to give us um, secure avenues by which we can continue to reach out to the world. Um, you know, this live stream and these broadcasts and other things that we're going to be initiating in the months to come are tremendous tools that God gives to all of us to reach out to places thousands and thousands of miles away. But two days ago, we saw that um, an app that was populated by millions of people was just erased. <laughs> uh, less than a week ago, the most powerful elected official in the world was removed from some internet forums just because it was deemed to be the thing to do by those in power. And I know that as our enemy continues to ratchet up uh, false thoughts concerning Christians and certainly the saints, I mean, if, if the Queen of Heaven has a chalice filled with the blood of the saints, I think that that influence, that burgeoning influence, is not going to like the fact that we can reach out to people around the world with the message that is of the Father in heaven, who incidentally the enemy hates. Um, I mentioned on Sunday morning that the Lord opened a door. Um, I won't go through all the details, uh, but a door for us, Yowali and I, to reach into the Spanish-speaking nations in South America and into Spain. Uh, I was privileged for close to 80 minutes to be able to tell about transitioning into a saint's identity, who the saints are, what they do, how they should operate in the church. I was able to speak about diversities of tongues, was able to speak about what intercessors should do if they find themselves alone or in the midst of a, um, a general church environment that is not perhaps receptive to the deeper things of the Spirit. And it was an interview. We're very grateful for it. The enemy fought it at the beginning. It took us 30 minutes to be able to get 
to to actually get on all of us online at once. It was really I appreciate Yawali's uh, resilience and our host's resilience, but we would and this was a a professional site. You know, one of us would be on then two of us, then three of us for a moment, and then one of us would drop off, and then another one would drop off. And then there were sometimes it was just me. <laughs> and this was before we got online. This was before we, no, this is before we went live. And when we finally did all three get on there, I, oh, me of little faith, I said, Wally, do you think we should really launch into this? Because... We've had it before where you go like six or seven minutes and then things shut down and it's it's not effective. It's not a good thing. But we elected to go forth and wonder of wonders we made it for all of those minutes. We were supposed to go an hour. We actually went 80 minutes, 75 to 80 minutes. I wasn't stop watching it. But we pray that God, who promised that he was raising up his, a saint's army out of South America as a whole, um, that God is raising up voices in Argentina and in Uruguay and Paraguay and uh, Peru and Colombia and Venezuela and uh, Chile and, uh, and all the other nations. I'm not, I'm just betraying that I know a good bit about the geography down there, but I don't, I didn't memorize all the nations. Anyway, and in, even into Spain, where we did activations and a couple of several times. So at some point, the enemy will probably try to shut that avenue down, not just for us, but for all Christians. And so um, we need to pray that God will, he's in control, but we don't want to miss his opportunities. We don't want to miss what he's saying about being able to prepare ourselves. So, um, I'm, I'm just, as an American, I'm alarmed and angered to some degree. Uh, there is a lot of conspiratorial stuff out there. Some of it's true. Some of it is the Philistines of conspiratorial movements that build wall after wall after wall, which may or may not be true. Um, I, I, I have to step aside from my feelings in the natural to try to glean what God wants us to be doing while we have the day for the night comes when no man can work. I see also, uh, as I've been reading different parts of the scripture, the, the, the beast, the false prophet, the antichrist being more clearly defined every, every day. Every, every day. You know, you have the beast that is a behemoth-like tentacled identity that really represents the prince of this world and um, I I see that 
mechanism of business, commerce, and the, the agenda of the enemy being mobilized by material things. And, you know, no one being able to buy or sell unless they take the mark. But that structure is very, very clearly being identified. And um, you have the false prophet. There are a lot of them out there speaking all kinds of... There's a difference between false, true false prophets. You know, Jesus warned about... Well, the New Testament warned about false prophets. The specific phrase 11 times in the New Testament. And um, there's a difference between a true... That's 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 really a mix-up. True false prophet, uh, the the authentic designation of a false prophet, and people that just have a platform to speak incendiary words. There are a lot of them out there, and their sheep are willing to stand up and salute. Um, false prophets, I think, fall more in the category of what we have seen from people that are yielding their prophetic giftings to the dark side. And, you know, we we pursued the understanding of some of that over the past year as we warned the saints about those that are dealing in demonic doctrines and those that are yielding their gifts, many, many of them yielding pneumaticos giftings to doctrines of devils and those that are entering into realms that have been populated by false religions over the years, thinking, as Eve was convinced to do, that the more insight you get, the um, the, the better off you're going to be able to function in the spirit realm because God's in everything. Well, he's not. Well, he's everywhere, but he's he's not the he's not the one that is teaching things that are straight off the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Um, and and we we know that we know that to be to be happening. And so we're dealing with a lot of spiritual wickedness in high places and rulers of the darkness of this world people that are really functional demonic prophets and they clothe themselves many times in sheep's clothing and they deceive people who are listening with the ears of iniquity rather than the ears of meekness and humility. So then you have the Antichrist which is the is the demonic agenda he hates satan hates god's plan for you and me or for originally for mankind and he wants to destroy the concept of sons of god functioning on behalf of divine edict under the anointing of the heavenly father that's anti-Christ. We want to, they want to destroy that. 
And that's really the apex, the agenda. I mean, if you take that triumvirate of uh, beast, false prophet, antichrist, you you have a threefold principle there. Um, you know, the, the beast is following a plan. It's it's uh, behemoth, prince of this world, union. And um, the root, the, the love of money is the root of all evil. It's It's the beginning of things. It's the wherewithal. And then you have those that are really fighting in the valley, those prophets, false prophets, who are dealing in spiritual wickedness and who are saying and proclaiming things with clout. I'm not just talking about minions that are out there in the political realm or uh, in some hate speech group or some deceived people that are... You know, it's amazing to me. uh, I don't want to go too far with this. But it's amazing to me that I hear open, not just rhetoric, but open declarations that are spouting racial theories that um, basically day are coming against white people that were debunked over the last hundred years when those same ridiculous statements were being used to try to discredit black people or people of other color, uh, colors, races. Um, it's, it's, it's ridiculous, but yet they have a voice now. And um, uh, so I'm, I'm not even talking that. I'm saying that we, we have we have what the scripture tells us we're going to be facing. This mechanized system of the enemy, people openly flowing in deceptions of the enemy, and the agenda is to fulfill the the stopping of sons of the Most High moving being truly Christ-like. I mean truly Christ-like. And so we've got to be aware of that. And that's the real, that's the real issue. It's not about who should be being um, sworn in as president. It's not about who's being positioned at uh, the head of this department or that department. It's not about, it's not about any of those things even though they're there. Those things are all the cloud of the prince of this world who's trying to blind the minds of people lest they see what really is happening and, and really what God is wanting his sons, his saints, to do. I've said over the past couple of weeks that I believe that in this year of the prophet. We're going to be uh, preparing ourselves to serve our Father, but by the end of this year, we're going to find connection, dare I say, uh, alliance with groups that the Father has chosen who are prophetically inclined. Now, to me, from a saint's perspective, You see, in the end times, the saints and the prophets are the ones that are to be um, 
to be battling against these influences that we just talked about. And, um, you know, it's the saints and the prophets that are really going to be in an Antioch fashion coming together. And I, I would classify the saints really as pneumatikos people. Um, the teachers and the prophets came together and birthed apostolic releases. Um, I, I see that really the saints are like, in so many ways, Issachar. And we, we're going to be united with Zebulun. Um, we have to be. The saints have to preserve their identity and function in it while also coming alongside prophetic insights. Now, the saints can be prophetic. The saints are yielding themselves to um, Arturia for the devotion to what God, we, we covet to prophesy. Would God, we all would be prophets. Our sons and daughters prophesy. There's but, but those that really have a penchant for prophetic identity and prophetic ministry, it's a little bit different. I mean, if you see their sights, that's what they're all about. And I'm not talking about people that are thus saying the Lord all over the place. I'm talking about people that are really devoted to prayer and devoted to, um, to hearing from God and representing that voice in a way that's a little bit different than the way we as saints function, even though we function in the prophetic. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, I'm not going out looking for prophets. I mean, we, 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 uh, we don't need to do that. We want to be uni united with those that God will bring, and that's, that's going to happen. So, let's be in prayer about that. I do want to talk a little bit about what the Lord shared uh, over this past couple of weeks regarding Isaac. And before we get there, I do want to make uh, an announcement. I have prayed and the people here have prayed about what we need to do regarding the March Saints Seminar, the Dallas Seminar. And I know that everything within me wanted to have an on-site gathering here. But I also know that we have two factors that are looming in this country. Number one is even now Uncle Joe is talking about how he's going to be making federal mandates about various responses to our battle against the COVID virus. And I have no idea what's going to happen when he takes office. There may be restrictions against interstate travel. I would not put that past um, the Senate, the Congress, and the executive office that's all going to do whatever they want to do. 
And I also know that even though, like for here in Texas, um, our governor, Governor Abbott, put a stop to a lot of the restrictions that were being placed on houses of worship, but a federal mandate, even though the Supreme Court ruled, look, I, I understand what's happened. But then again, you, you don't, do you think the Supreme Court would be in favor of restricting free speech? Do you think the Supreme Court would be in favor of monopolies? Do you think the Supreme Court would be in favor of um, tech gurus coming together and eliminating in the land of the free and the home of the brave um, websites and apps and feeds for elected officials? No, Supreme Court's not in favor of that, but it happened, didn't it? And there are lawsuits, and they're going to wheedle their way through the court systems, and by and by it'll come up to the Supreme Court if it's not been stacked by then. So there could be an executive order that count, contra, contradicts, or not contradicts, that overrules what our governor here and governors of other states can say. Do I like that? No, but I just, I just know that we were able to minister effectively in September. And um, we're going to fire up that machinery again, and we'll have a virtual seminar. Um, we may do some different things. Uh, I I prayed about this and finally got a resolution. I, in fact, I knew this is what we were going to have to do, but I just was just kind of waiting, hoping that the Lord would, <laughs> I don't want to say change his mind, but now I know this is what we've got to do. And I, I think that it's going to be, prophetic oriented I I think that we will talk about maybe maybe we'll do I, I'm not going to say any maybes because some of you are going to write it down you're going to hold me to it uh, God is going to be speaking but it's going to be a virtual and I hope I hope don't write this down either that by May and June we're going to be free to go out and hold meetings in, in our country. No matter what we bind and rebuke and claim and loose and decree and declare, we ain't going overseas unless God opens a portal until probably the, the late fall, if then, because of the restrictions happening in those countries. I mean, if I wanted to go over to England and have a meeting right now, Boris Johnson is not allowing it. And I understand why. So France is struggling with their own 
battle. And uh, I, I just know that we're just going to have to wait until it's open, unless God opens a portal and we can just zip over there. Isn't that going to be weird? You know, I was, I was thinking about that. In a, I woke up in the middle of the night and I was praying about this. And um, it's a strange dream I was having. But I was thinking about it. You know, if, if, if you get transported, and that's a biblical thing. It happened to more than one person. <laughs> so don't think we're going off the deep end. Either you believe the Bible or you don't. And God is no respecter of persons. And what he, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If you get transported someplace, let's say God drops you down in, uh, in Montelimar, you, how are you going to get back? I mean, wouldn't you be thinking over there, okay, God got me here. This is wonderful. It's miraculous. Now, how am I going to get back? You just wait until, until, Of course, you'd have to wait till God made it possible. Is it kind of like in those Star Trek episodes where they would come through some time portal and then they'd have to go back to that same place where they emerged and connect? I don't know. It's it's interesting to think of those things. Um, you know, I was thinking about time several times when the Lord would send an angel. Uh, many, most of the times I would, you know, you, you just have angels around you. And most of the time when you have angelic encounters, it's just because you're laboring on behalf of the Father and, you know, they're sent to minister on behalf of the heirs of salvation most of the time. But there are some times when <clears throat> there is a definitive word that's being sent and um, you'll you'll begin to see a a quivering in in the light factor in a certain area of the room, and uh, suddenly an angelic messenger will appear through that corridor through that portal. And it's kind of like you know when I was a kid, I remember in in uh, grade school there was uh, an Air Force base near us and uh, about once a week there'd be some fighter jets that would fly over and break the sound barrier it was cool uh, you know especially if you had the, the nuclear drill where you had to get under your desk which is just providing better kindling wood it was cool if you had to do that and then there was a, a jet that flew over and you, the, the room would shake and all the kids would go Woo! Yeah, so these angels, they really, they break the light barrier. And it, they, they travel at the speed of the ways of God. And if, if they come through and you're privileged to see how they access, that's why there's a quivering there. And that, that's kind of an interesting thing. But, and I know God uses those. Um, but... Maybe God will start initiating that. I know at some point in the future he will, but just getting getting where you're going is one thing. Getting back, <laughs> I know maybe some of you are just so much in the glory you don't 
think about those things. I would be thinking about those things. My goodness, when I have airline tickets or train tickets in hand and I'm leading a group in some foreign land, I'm always thinking about, okay, what do we need to do? How are they going to get there? How are we going to get there? We need to make sure these people are on time to get where we're going. And you know, I don't know what it will be like when we start portal travel. <sighs> but anyway, God is going to use this. And I think it's good because we're going to be initiating um, these pods of teaching and we're going to be developing ways that they're made available. We'll probably have a, a set-apart site for this and um, we'll be debuting a new website sometime within probably within the month but then there'll be an additional one that we've not yet worked on yet because you got to have some stuff to put up on it maybe some of these pods will be presented and people will be able to um, enroll and because it's going to be made available to people outside of the saints family we'll probably charge for that because people first of all, are used to that, but when you pay for something, you pay more attention to it. Now, I don't intend to charge our saints' family for these things, so we will find a way to make these available to our saints' family um, without, without cost, but we'll find a way to do that because I, I have resisted over the years charging for any of the stuff God gives us because it's given to us. We pay a price for it. It's given to us free and we freely give. And we want it to go, we want it to, to be sown. Now, I don't know how many thousands of dollars of books and materials we've just, by the goodness of God, given away in Africa and in India. Um, uh, we've, we, at one point early on, we were sending boxes of our materials into, I don't know how many nations we sent them into. We sent a bunch of them over into Hong Kong, and um, I don't know what has happened with them. I gave, um, I gave discs of our books in French to men and women who had extensive ministry arms into Western Africa, the French-speaking nations. And I told them, you can do whatever you, whatever you feel led with them. You can print them. You can, you can preach them. You give them away. We did that. So it's never been our intent to merchandise uh, anything. But I know that uh, this is something the Lord put on, on my heart that if we start, but then see, we'll make these available, but then we'll also have these made in a different way to give to our, um, our saints family and to be able to translate them into Spanish, into French, into Portuguese. We'll start with there because that's 
what we're we're ministering in now. Um, but but anyway, we so we may do. I said I wasn't going to do this, and here I'm doing it. We may do kind of a uh, a prophetic pneumatikos prophetic pod during this seminar. I don't know. We'll see. But that's what's going to happen. So I, I'm, my apologies to those of you who were just hankering to get here. We would love for you to be here. But I don't want to go through what we did last year where we made all kinds of travel plans and all kinds of, you know, it took us hours and hours to get all of that stuff, uh, financial investments, and I know you did too, uh, reimbursed. Uh, you know, I felt badly, like in West Virginia and Ohio. I, I don't know what else I could have done. I know maybe some think that we dropped the ball on that. But when the hotel in West Virginia that's telling us, you know, we rented the room, and then they're saying, we have restrictions. You can't have a meeting with more than 10 people, and you got to be masked, and you've got to be six feet apart. How are you going to have a seminar with that? We probably had 30 people coming from our network across the nation to that. How, how are you going to do that? How? And then in Ohio, the only hotel where we were staying, they canceled for us. They canceled. So I guess we could have laid out on the grass, but we couldn't do that. And um, so I don't want to go through that again. I don't want you to. I don't want you to go through that. So we'll do what we got to do. Maybe this is a prophetic stand for uh, these new advances that we're going to try to obey the Lord and open into. Uh, teaching uh, and reaching out to prophetic groups maybe this is a, a dry run for that we'll see so anyway Isaac it's it's really interesting that when we've been talking about this Sha'al and knowing that it's an emphasis that the Lord is impressing upon us for um for this particular prophetic season that you know the first issuance of it was in regard to Rebecca and I do believe that part of the way God is going to be linking us with prophetic groups and others is by stirring their heart to be willing to accept the calling of the saints and to Sha'al in regard to it. Abram was very clear. You do not take my son back into the place I came out from. You do not. He said it twice, and he meant it. And um, whoever is coming alongside us is going to have to say, I'm accepting this mission, and I'm going to come and dwell with them. And... You know, the, the end time, one of the things that's promised, prophesied is that there will be people that will say, uh, let us take hold of the hem of your garment, let us call, be called by your name, 
Let us embrace your calling, your identity, and let us embrace what God has commissioned you to be. I am not going to water down who the saints are, and you, you don't want to either, so that we can go along to get along with everybody else. Um, I, I know that that's part of who these Rebecca's are. But, you know, when I talked about Isaac on this past Sunday, and I said, what was Isaac doing during the time that Rebecca was Sha'aling? And, you know, that, that business of him being out at the well, and then after he and Rebecca were married, they, they lived in that, in that area. He chose to live there. That well was where God, Elohim, opened the water source to preserve the life of Ishmael and Hagar. And I, I just was remembering over that over the past year, how many times I would talk about, you know, the enemy is really trying to stir up our iniquities, places where he can get a rise out of us. He can inflame passions or cause us to be uh, reactive to things that really don't matter. And um, there were many times over the past year that the Lord would bring up people who really did horrible things to either destroy me personally or to destroy this ministry. And um, I, I know that on, on a number of them, we just kind of st uh, stood still and saw the hand of the Lord de de delivering. And I would just, I would think, Lord, why are you bringing this to my mind? What they, what they or this movement uh, or that group did was wrong. It was intended for evil, but you turned it to the good. I don't like what they did, but I, I don't, I don't think about them regularly. But yet God brought it up anyway. And there was, I guess, a deeper cleansing that He wanted to do. And the, the whole business with Isaac, clearly being at this well, and the way then He responded to Ishmael at the at the death of Abraham was really crucial to this whole thing. It, it, it does remind of what Jesus said about, you know, if you're ready to give your offering to the Lord and uh, you stand praying, if there's somebody that you have an issue with, you, you've got to deal with that. And I'm not going to go off on a further discussion of that because there's a lot of ways we could talk about that. But the point is that in an, in an individual air area, um, that's been that well as where God has brought us to. And there's something spiritually that is being accomplished by our dealing with those issues. You know, 
there are there are things that are in people's lives that don't necessarily present themselves every day but it's like the folks have that um, in a book in the deep recess of their heart you bring it up and they're going to be able to tell you all the ways they were done wrong it's we just got to get I'm, I'm just saying we got to get rid of that um, we really do and so I pray that God will release all of us from the things that his spirit may be identifying so that we will be in a proper position to meditate and to be positioned to function in the scenarios God is going to bring us into in the future. That is a significant positioning for Isaac, who was the middle of the big three patriarchs. We had Abraham who started the thing with God. You had Jacob, who was the father of the leaders of the tribes. So the fruitfulness, the clarifying of the identity of Israel really came through him. And Isaac was just fulfilling a sila identity in the middle of that. He, uh, as I said on Sunday, he didn't, he didn't have a lot of the, or at least that is recorded in Scripture, those bombastic encounters with God like Abraham and Jacob did. And to some degree you might think he's kind of a, He's kind of an, uh, less spiritually gifted. But I can't believe that. I, I think that he fulfilled a seal of role in the promise of God. And we're, we've stood for a long time preparing and engendering partnership with God. And now we've been in this season where we are being ready to move from that from that point with an eye toward um, expanding. Now, we've been expanding across the world. That's been happening. But this clarifying of our identity in the face of selected ministries and to where we can say, these are the saints. This is what we are. This is our identity in a national, in, in, in a, an, a saint's nation identity. We've been hidden from that by the hand of God. We, we have, I, I don't know numbers, but we've got footprint and functional identities in I don't know how many nations. And so we've been seeing God bless in that way. But now he's ready to, to do a different work. And we're in this season with Isaac 
we we've got laughter because the very the the very birth of where we are right now was mocked by the enemy mocked by other people ridiculed derided because laughter Isaac's laughter could be could be mocking as it could be disbelief <clears throat> it could be rejoicing but it's all there in the name and there have been those who have wagged their tongue and their finger at us and laughed and cackled. We've been in that position. So we've got to be willing to dwell at the well and let God do the work that he needs to do in us. But then this, because it's setting the stage for, oh dear God, who wants to deal with Jacob and Esau? She whiz. Help us, help us, Lord. Um, you help us that that we would actually be able to deal with the one who calls out to Elohim rather than the one who's the deceiver. <laughs> but that's another story. We'll deal with that when we get there. But this this threefold measure of how Isaac meditated is is really a, tr a gift for our understanding. And I don't need to reteach what I shared on Sunday, but we, we want to deal with the mind of God. We want his thoughts. We want his ways. And that's Amos 4.13. We want to be established in that confidence and in that resolute identity to deal with whatever comes we need to cast off um, we need to cast off those assignments of the enemy and those desires for the enemy to shoot their arrows at us Psalm 55, Psalm 64 there are a lot of il illustrations of that and we also need to be ready to embrace the word, embrace God's laws, his principles. We need to meditate on them and cast off, cast off fear and be ready to know that whatever we commune with God about, we, we have to know that it's done. And, and when we come in supplication, we're not begging God. We know that our covenant, we know whom we believed, and we're persuaded that he's able to keep that which we've committed unto him. Um, we, we, we've got to be that way. And that's Isaac's meditation. Should also be our meditation in this Sha'al moment where we've, we've dealt with bitterness the table of the Lord, we've dealt with whatever the Spirit has highlighted at the well. The God's in control. It was God that opened that well. You know, Isaac, it's funny because he was famous for wells. Not so much this well we're talking about, but, you know, he was going about opening the wells of his father Abraham. And the ites weren't happy with that. We read about that. That's one of the things Isaac is famous for. 
and but the most the most the most imperative well was this one because Abraham didn't dig this well Elohim dug this well and this this is a place where God is wanting to meet with us just like at the table of communion the bitter sop is there it without it and its application it we could ruin the word of the lord our identity in commensurate fashion and how the blood of jesus can take us forward so i i just pray for all the saints that we recognize where we are and who we are in god and we see the things that are hidden in plain sight. The things that the scripture talks about for the time of the end. And we need to be praying that we will be able to hear, choose our battles, choose them carefully, know when we should speak and when we should be silent. And... Um, we, we, my prayer for us is that we would hear as God is directing us for where to go, what to do, how to position ourselves, because it's bigger than who's in the White House. It's bigger than agendas in the natural. And all that stuff is just subterfuge for what's coming. You know, the, the, end, the end result, you know what the end result is? That we know what the scripture says is going to happen. And no matter how much we protest, no matter how much we do or don't do in the natural God's word is going to happen. There are terrible times going to come upon the earth. Um, they're already starting, but um, there, there are things that we as saints need to be preparing ourselves for. And um, because we're not going to avoid them. I'll just be honest with you here, just as direct as I can be. I grew up at a time when there was a lot of end-time teaching. And two thoughts would come to me as I would hear them. First of all, I would hear people talk about restrictions in the end time upon people, and I'd think there's no way that could happen right now there's just not the mechanism for it and i would i would i just as a kid i knew that not so much now i mean it's it's in place we're just a hop skip and a jump away from those things being done now you know i was reading about travel to europe 
And I was reading about travel to South America, and I was reading about these vaccination passports that are probably going to be necessary. And then I was reading about how sites are being set up across the world so that that information can be inputted so that it can be readily seen by border um, border gates. And I thought, okay, we've traveled around the world many times. We've not had to face that. I've gone into India and Africa particularly and had to show my yellow fever vaccination. But that could easily be counterfeited. I thought, I've got this yellow pamphlet here. They're not even looking at my name. They're just looking to see if I have the stamp, and then they'll let me go in. Do you know how close we are to saying people are um, people are going under false identity? They're forging that. We're going to have to have something that can be implanted in people so that it can't be counterfeited. Do you know how close we are to that? Do you know how close our elected representatives would be to to that? You know, when the when the Twin Towers fell and the Pentagon was attacked and the United Airlines flight crashed in Pennsylvania, do you know how many uh, freedoms we lost immediately because government officials said, well, we got to do this. Do you know they have not been rescinded? Do you know how close we are to the mark of the beast? Now, the other thing that I would see, you thought I forgot about it, didn't you? Was I'd think, all this stuff going on with Israel in the, in the, the, the Bible, in the end time, and all this stuff that... Um, was there in the scripture at that time, I thought that'll never be as long as the United States is strong and what we are, because we will defend Israel, and that will never be. And I'd say the only way that that can happen is if the United States is taken out of the way. Do you know how close we are to that? I'm not talking about nuclear destruction here, even though you never know. Or you know, the great hailstones falling from the earth. and do you, do you really recognize how, how much sentiment there is to abandon Israel? Do you, do you know how much sentiment there is for us to become pacifists and to become, to abandon the American ideal and to embrace some other system that's proven to be folly around the world? Do you know do you actually see this? Now, and then you read the scripture, the great eagle is going to come. That's got to be the United States. And, you know, our national anthem is playing in the background. You hear the screech of the eagle, you know. Now, I read those scriptures too, and I don't really think that's talking about the U.S. of A. I really don't. It preached well from Des Moines to Albuquerque, but I don't think that's it. So we've got to be ready. And for right now, we just need to focus ourselves on being intercessors and sons before the throne. And we need to 
we need to present ourselves to our Father and ask Him to get us ready. And we need to do what He says to do because our main mission is to be the saints that He needs in these end times. Do you know the enemy really came against our calling over these past two years? He he never was trying to convince me to abandon it. But boy, oh boy, if, if pages were written as to what was actually happening, the way the enemy was trying to take us out, but God was with us. So why did the enemy do that? Because there's something immediately ahead that is essential. You've survived. Let's be saints. Let's be intercessors. Pray. He's taking, so, taken so many of you out of your routine in diversities of tongues and being in proscuneo before the Lord. You better evaluate that and get back to praying. I know spiritually, and I know even in my own life, there's a temptation you get out of the routine of the way the Spirit has put you and you just stop praying. Or maybe you're kind of tepid in your prayers. Or maybe it's not as important for you to pray the way it used to be. Some of you are willing to quit your jobs and to do anything you could just to pray all day long. Where is that fervor now? Where is it? We've got to, we've got to be before the Father. Because these are unique days. So, Sha'al and um, be at the well that God has opened. Get things right there. Know his thoughts. Meditate on them. Uh, meet every challenge, every fear, every conflict with that understanding. Embrace his ways, his law, his testimonies, his scripture. This is essential for being able to unite with those that are that God is going to bring from other camps. And um, we've got to be ready. My goodness, I've gone over time, haven't I? Thanks for joining today. And again, remember to pray for Monica and uh, her family. And I'll look forward to being with you tomorrow, Wednesday Night Live. Until then, let's be saints. Let's be people of prayer. And um, God bless all of you. God bless you. Goodbye.